This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I got some baseball I want to chat with you a little bit about this uh, this evening okay. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a theory about Brian Cashman. I'm going to run, run it by you a little bit later. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> we haven't I, talked since then. No, we haven't. We haven't talked since his big his big uh, uh, soiree at the stadium. Well, look, you know, you went into that feeling uh, a certain way if you're a Yankee fan, you know, mm-hmm. sick to your stomach watching the Astros celebrate another World Series title. But you came yeah. out after hearing from Brian Cashman feeling like, you know what, everything's fine because the Yankee process is good to go. There's no Absolutely. flaws in the Yankee process. No. Mm-mm. It's great. Thank God. Imagine if they well, imagine what they would be doing. Imagine how many times they'd lose to the Astros in a row if they did have a problem with the process. <laughs> it would be a bit disturbing. <laughs> it would be a bit more disturbing. It would be a bit more. Uh, Gordon, you know, it's funny. Um, talking to a couple of Jet fans, they said this is, it feels weird. I don't want my team to have a bye week right now. And you kind of understand it because you come off a big win like that, you're playing well. But man, they need this bye week. They need to get healthy. They need to they need to make some adjustments because listen, when you are successful the way they have been against a look good against a very very good opponent, people start to go to school on you and they start to take things away from you. And so they really need this week to do some self-scouting, to do some make some adjustments defensively just to have them in place scored. You know what I mean? Because people are going to do some things. They're going to start blitzing your your quarterback. They're going to start forcing you to do other things. They're going to start taking, like Gary Wilson, they're going to start taking him away. I mean, Parcells. Parcells' disciple, Belichick, is not going to let you just throw the ball to Gary Wilson when you come back and go into Foxborough. Okay, you're going to have to work and find, get some, you know, chemistry with somebody else. And that's what they need to do during this week. I'm, I'm very curious to see how they're going to, you know, come out, out of it, as I am with the Giants. Now, the Giants have a little easier opponent, but I'm very curious to see how they're going to come out, too, although they had a loss going into the bye week. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still sitting pretty uh, with, with where they're at. Uh, look, for the Jets, coming out of uh, that bye week, and as great as you feel right now with that win against the Bills, as impressive as that was, you come out and lose to the Patriots. Forget about it being up and down. It's up and then down even further than down usually is. You cannot – lose that game to the pay. I get it. It's on the road. You got two weeks to prepare for it. You've lost 13 in a row, for God's sakes. You got to be able to go out there and get that win against the Patriots. You just simply have to. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. They get two weeks now. They'll rest up. Uh, unfortunately for some guys, even the rest is not going to help them get back. You know, Brees Hall or Vera mm-hmm. Tucker. But, uh, yeah, the Jets have to come out and get a win against the Patriots in that game out of the bye. Yep, they definitely do. There's no question about it. And, Gordon, I'm very curious to see how this giant team is going to come out here, you know, and um, what they're going to do with, with the week. And and listen, you know how the one thing about Brian Dayball, and we'll hear from him in a second, is, you know, his his teams are well coached. So you know that they're going to be ready to go. Uh, but I'm just very curious to see how, you know, if they can continue to, you know, keep to win the way they've been winning, right, which is really kind of like what the Jets have been doing. Running the football, good defense, quarterback, not making mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have two games here back-to-back 
that they almost have to win, right? We went into these four games saying, you know, you should go no worse than three and one. They get the win against the Jaguars. They lose to the Seahawks. Tough game, you know, way it goes. But, you know, I mean, the Seahawks are good. I mean, I know it doesn't look like it on paper. I know we didn't think that going into the season, but the Seahawks have been a really good team this year. Geno Smith has been the story of the NFL. So um, that's part of it. But now Texans-Lions, both games at home, there's absolutely no way that you can lose either of those games. You must win both of these games. All right. So Brian Dayball was obviously back from, you know, back from the bye week. And the major topic of conversation clearly was Xavier McKinney. So he was asked, what happened to him? Yeah, I'm not going to get into the particulars of it. You know, he hurt his hand. You guys, I'm sure he'll talk to you guys, but, you know, he hurt his hand, and he'll be out here for a few weeks. You say how much? Is it broken? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the particulars with it. Are you disappointed in it? No, I'm just stick with what I said. feel bad for him, feel bad for us. You know, and I know he's disappointed, but can't do anything about that now. We get ready to play Houston. All right, let's hear from Xavier McKinney. Xavier, what happened? Got into a Can-Am accident, kind of just basically just flipped over. Or not flipped over, but tilted over, uh, fell on my hand. So that's basically what happened. Uh, can you give us some more details? Yeah, we're on a, a sightseeing tour. That's what, that's what I could tell you. It was nothing that was reckless. This was just simply being able to be out the country, seeing out the country, seeing what it looked like. And uh, it was just an unf- unfortunate event that happened. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was unfortunate. And, you know, Gordon, that's what you tell your players, right? You know, listen, be careful on the bye week. It's okay to rest. It's okay to get away. We understand it. You know, you've been grinding and trying to get your, you know, trying to get the team rolling and, and you know, everything. But um, you got to be more careful than that, Gordon. Got to be more careful. Yeah, imagine that you're the head coach. You're sitting here in your bye week getting ready, looking ahead, looking at this, looking at the playoffs, and then you get that phone call that you've now lost you know, a key contributor for at least a month and maybe more than that. Yeah. Uh, that, cannot, that cannot have been a good feeling when you're, you're you know, thinking to yourself, all right, we're not going to lose anybody this week. So, Harvey, Harvey Cruz, can you get on the mic a second, please? Hello. Harvey, what, what do you think this sightseeing tour was that uh, Xavier McKinney was on? You know, I have no idea. Um, I'm not sure what what happened or why you go sightseeing on a, a day like this. It's funny. I was I was while I was grocery shopping when I, I saw the news, and I'm like, man, we actually lost the bye week. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, how like about I, that? I don't understand. Like, we're doing so well. We got all these good vibes going. We're we're six and a half point favorites against Houston, and and my the number one safety in in the in the team is out. Almost a month, maybe more, on a can am. I don't get it. That, that's the life of a giant fan, Gordon. Here, Harvey, he's just he's just devastated. He just can't. Yeah, well, out. look, I mean, they're still in a good spot. Absolutely, uh, you know, they're not. Cheer uh, him up, Gordon. Cheer him you up. You know, if you're gonna lose, um, you know, you, you take a look at the the next mo- next month of games: Texans, Lions, Cowboys, and Commanders. Kind of like the last four games that we were talking about, right? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. there's no reason why you don't go three and one in those games. Exactly, exactly. You know, so by the time after three and one, he'll be back. Yeah, and then you, then he'll you know wrap up the rest of it. I I tell you, it's um it is disturbing. Obviously, I understand. And like you said, Gordon, if you're if you're a day ball, you're just like, oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
but the schedule will help them out. So uh, listen, I'm just Gordon. I just got to tell you, I'm just happy to be talking about local football and not talking about the draft. Yeah, this is usually this is usually the time of the year where we start looking. Hey, what? Who's gonna go one? Who's gonna go two? Where are the Giants going to be drafting? Where are the Jets going to be drafting? And, and if the Giants just – the Giants do not have to do anything special. Nope. They just have to handle their business. If they handle their business, there's really no reason that they don't have at least 10 wins. At right. least. Easily. 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 Te- Texans, Lions, Commanders twice, and the Colts. That's five games right there. Right there. Now, you might not win any of the other games. <laughs> right. But that's Cowboys, 11 wins. Eagles twice, Vikings. You don't have to. That's 11 wins. That's 11 wins. You're, you're number two in the division. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. I mean. You're right there with Dallas. Yeah, right there with Dallas. You know, and you probably, you'll probably lose to them on the tiebreaker because that might be, if you don't split with them, that's going to be the difference. Maybe. Finishing the tie. Right. You know, but, but look, there's been there's been years back to back that the Giants haven't won 11 games combined. Please, exactly. <laughs> so you'll take the 11. So yeah. Harvey's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Uh, I'm, I'll get to my cashman in a second. Let's go to okay. the phones. Uh, Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, hey guys. How you doing tonight? Hey, Dennis. Hey, how you doing tonight? I didn't know if you heard me. Yeah, no, we got you. Okay. I had a couple of questions just about the Jets real quick. You know, now that Denzel Mims has kind of, like, got himself out of the doghouse and he's playing better, do you think when, like, Davis comes back that he'll – that'll be – it'll be the, the four receivers will be Mims, Davis, uh, Garrett Wilson, and um, Berrios. Do you see the other guy getting inactive, which is Elijah Moore? You think he's going to go into the doghouse then? He's still there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still, still in there the right doghouse, well, Dennis. Well, I'm, I gotta be, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Dennis. I think because yeah. you know the NFL, you don't lose your job because of injury. I think Corey Davis, right. I think Denzel Mims is going to go be inactive again. I really think that yeah, they're going to lose Oh, really? Corey okay. I think Corey Davis is going to get his job back. Don't you think so, Gordon? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. I think he was thinking, you know, between Mims and Moore. Yeah. Which guy is the yeah, odd guy? Exactly. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I still think it'll be Mims. I still think it's going to be Mims. Think, think, yeah. Okay. Because what I was thinking, then you could take you could take Davis and Mims on the outside, mm-hmm. and then move Garrett Wilson to the slot, which he'd be a nightmare. And you know, you might be able to like you know get some mismatches there. That's all I was saying there too. Yeah, I hear you what know? you're saying, Dennis. And they may keep them up to have some different packages for them. They might do that, but I I mean I just don't. Well, if Elijah Moore. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, he Jeff Smith got a ball last week. I yeah, mean, I, I, it, does, I mean, it doesn't seem like it does not yeah. seem like day the day break has come yet in in that uh, in that standoff. I mean, he's out there. He is running some routes, but I don't know how. I, I thought that for sure this was the week that he mm-hmm. was going to start to see a little bit of daylight, but yes, that did not happen. It didn't happen. But once again, with the bye week. You, you got some things that you can put him in, some packages. Because, Gordon, as I said to you before, if you're going to beat New England, this is the time you're going to beat them by doing something different than what they've seen. You can't keep going. Part of the problem is the Jets have been very predictable because, you know, Belichick's been able to bamboozle the quarterback. Yeah. So if you've got to do some things that he hasn't seen and you, some packages that he that 
you haven't used yet, well, this would be the opportunity to get Elijah Moore some some catches and maybe Corey Davis is back. You put him as a decoy or something like that. But um, no, Dennis, I really think that that um, I think Denzel Mims is not going to be. Well, I, I, I it depends on if, if Davis is back for that game out of the bye. Like if Mims goes off at some point, maybe. I mean, maybe Elijah Moore has 16 catches on the year, Larry. I know. 16 catches on the season. And He's like got one, 200 one two yards. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been, right. It's easy to keep track because you haven't had to add anything to the total the last few weeks. No, that's true. You know, he's just and he's 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 been the ultimate decoy now. And once again, this is the opportunity where it's clear that and I get it in this West Coast offense. Gordon, you know, this it's, it's really a one two look receiver, <laughs> one two look and let it go. Mm. And that, I think, was the other key that they didn't they weren't running long routes. So they got the ball out of his hands like really quick this week. So that helped them as well. But they have to find a way that I mean, more in the slot, Gordon, just on the on the angle pass to catch and run is, is a no brainer. You would think. Uh, yeah, I really thought that this was going to be the week that they started to get him back involved. But clearly that's not the case. Didn't happen. Charlie's in Elmhurst. What's up, Charlie? Hey, Larry Gordon. How you doing? I'm good. What's going on, Charlie? Uh, it's been a while. So uh, I'm just not happy and thrilled the direction the Yankees are going. I mean, that Friday press conference and, of course, the K-Show interview, uh, the, 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 the BDM manager is clueless. And um, two quotes that bothered me from the manager uh, – the reality is we are close. And the general manager, the garbage man, uh, what is that? Process is important than results. I forgot I forgot the exact quote. I well, he said that people don't get fired based on a bad result as, as long as they have the right process. I mean, I mean, the direction of this team is – the team is stale. And the fact that uh, I talked to uh, Jacob, your uh, producer, uh, the guy who picked up phone, Jacob. Uh, why? He doesn't have a contract. The general manager is allowed to talk at the winter meetings. That should be a violation. That should be majorly based <laughs> No, but he's gonna, he's, it doesn't matter if he's got a contract or not. He's, he's, I mean, Thanks, it's not, Charlie. they're not in a contract standoff. He's going to be the guy. And when you're a family member, you don't need a contract. And he is as close to a family member as you can get now. I mean, he's, apparently he's got a job for life. So, Gordon, here's my theory about Brian Cashman. Okay? You know why he doesn't have a contract? Because if he doesn't get judged back, he's going to be fired. That's why he doesn't have a contract. Well, he's no, I mean, as long as he's got a good process, he doesn't no, get fired based on a him. bad result. That's what he says. But he's yeah. not firing him himself. <laughs> Al Steinbrenner will be firing him. If they don't get judged back, he's going to be fired. I'm just telling you. That's that's why that's why he hasn't got the contract yet. I'm just telling you. Gordon. That would be that would be uh, that would certainly shake things up. That's that would certainly be very un-Yankee like with their new. That would be old Yankee like. That would yeah, be Steinbrenner esque, like mm-hmm. the 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 you know the real Ste- George Steinbrenner. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, throwback, throwback for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I still think that Judge will be back, uh, but. The longer it goes, the more of a problem it could be. 
You All know, right, so because everything for the Yankees hinges upon that, but that's not the only thing they have to do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's other things to do. Now, now, l- listen to Cashman. I hate to do this to you, Gordon, but this is for oh, people that, that uh, you know didn't hear. All right, so Cashman was asked, do you want Judge back? Optimally, uh, if you could wave a magic wand, we would secure uh, you know, Aaron Judge and retain him and have him signed you know, uh, and happy in the fold as soon as possible. As I said at the, the uh, my presser back in New York, that you know he's a free agent; he's earned the right to be a free agent. So he'll di- he'll dictate the dance steps. Have you spoken with Judge yet? Uh, no comment. Is that one of your couldn't say, wouldn't say? No, no, that we're early. So just to say that, I'll use that a little later in the interview. Telling you, Gordon, if he doesn't get, he doesn't sign Judge, he's fired. I'm just telling you. He All won't right. even well, answer look. if he's talked to him yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm he's not saying. making the same mistake that he made the last time. No, when, you know, not. he put it out there, and it seemed like the no, judge no, camp, no. at least according to some, not to him, uh, that uh, they were not too happy about that. But mm-hmm. it is early. We will yeah, see. I, yeah. I would think that uh, things will start to develop here at some point. It's amazing, though. With the amount of focus that has been on this, with the yes. amount of people who are in the know, mm-hmm. with the amount of sources that the people that are in the know have, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's just guessing right now. That's right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what he wants. And maybe Aaron, Judge doesn't do want? know. Maybe he wants to hear some offers. Yeah. And people have got to be calling his agent. You, you would think. People have got to be calling him. I mean, he's got to have offers. Yeah, I would think that they're going to have a, a week where people present things, but you never know. These things always seem to have a, a mind of their own, and, and maybe mm-hmm. he's got his mind made up, and as, as, as soon as he hears the, the, the numbers that he's looking for from the team that he's looking for it from, he might just uh, take that offer and run. He might. He just might. Um, Gordon, did you hear about Trey Turner? No. What, what, what about? Well, he's a free agent, I know. Yes, he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Did you see that article about the the Mets looking at him possibly? For second base? Where would they put him? Second or third. Yeah, I mean, I worry a little bit about him because he's a little bit older than the other guys. He's 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be playing next year at the age of 30. Uh, he is a good player. Uh, a lot of – he's an athletic player, so you would think that he would tend to age well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's going to come down to the money and, and it's going to be a sizable contract. And I'm, you know, what interests me about the Mets is, mm-hmm. is that they have their own Aaron judge. Who's a free agent. That would be Jacob. Yes, they Mom. do. Yes, they do. And the Mets did not even really wait until the off season began, but they've got Edwin Diaz back in the fold. A lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of years, a <laughs> lot of years for a closer, which I mean, he was incredible this year, as great as you can be, but that closer role you know, you see these guys, they, they have it, they lose it very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a sizable investment. But the reason why they got it done so quickly was, according to everybody, that was a real priority for them this offseason. Yes. If I'm Jacob DeGrom, I'm sitting around saying, wait a second. The closer is a, a great priority. You've got that one done even before the, the bell rings. Mm-hmm. This from a team that got Max Scherzer to the tune of $43 million a year. Mm-hmm. 
If I'm Jacob DeGrom, I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I better hear something really good from the Mets here if they want to keep me. And I'd, I'd kind of be, I don't know, I might be a little bit ticked off that they're putting somebody else as a priority over me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I thought about that. Um, but I'm going to give you my thoughts about it after I thought about it. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Gordon, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that the Mets know what DeGrom wants. I don't know if if he's if his folks have come out and said, we want this or we want this amount of years. I think for him, much like my feeling about Judge and the amount of years, Gordon, the amount of years that DeGrom wants is going to be interesting for me as well. I mean, it, let's say it's four years. Gordon, honestly, and I love Jacob DeGrom, I don't know that I want to sign him for four years. I don't know yeah, what he's going to be. Spot. I don't know. I can't sign him. I can't, I can't commit to him four years. I don't know. His, I mean, he was good this year. And then the last couple of outings, he had a power failure almost. So like the money is, it's the money you could pay him, but it's the years that is the concerning thing with the Grom. No, it's true. I don't, I don't know what the right, um, right approach is there. Uh, It's going to be a a difficult one to see. I'm sure he's going to be looking for, Something in the range of forty-five million a yeah. year, and this yeah. is a guy who made money. eleven starts this year and He's pitched to, to an ERA of three. Yeah, and, and cannot it does not seem like can go deep into games anymore. I know, I know. Which but is pro- why, which is why the closer was a priority. <laughs> yeah, and and look, you could make a compelling argument that like maybe moving on from Jacob Degrom at this point is the right call. It just seems like that. If you're wrong and he goes someplace else, the most likely place he goes is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I know. And that, <laughs> how how much are you willing to risk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. They don't need any more help. No, they don't need any more help from the Mets. They got a couple of former players that come back to bite the Mets all the time, so yeah. they don't need that. Yeah, look, if he goes to the Texas Rangers, you can feel a little bit better about oh, we're good. things. Yeah, we're good. See ya. You know, in that case, but it, it's tough, Gordon, because you you kind of yeah, it's a, that could go any which way. Yeah, and 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 for him, obviously he wants the longevity. Obviously, obviously he wants the security. You get it, but I don't know that. I, if Steve Cohen, if he wants a four or five year deal and he's not signed, I mean, if you lose him, what am I going to say, Gordon? I mean, yeah. What, well, what, what would you do, like? Four for one eighty. I got an issue with four. <laughs> That's gonna. Then I, I don't think. Do. J, if, I, I think that if you are not willing to go four years do. for Jacob Degrom, I got an issue with it. I, I need. What some, about some, three for one fifty? Three for one fifty is doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give me an option, right? For fourth, with with some, you know. You know, some benchmark things in there, some mm-hmm. incentives, you know, innings, starts, stuff yeah, like that. T- it would be tough for him to turn down $50 million a season. It would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be. So I, I could do that three years, but go. I, I it's a guy that has not it. made more than 15 starts in, since 2019. You know. Now, I get it. The one, you know, obviously the pandemic year factor into that, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's, he's going to be 35 next year. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was the, the Upler? 
saying that uh, if DeGrom wants to stay, I think there's a good deal of interest there. I mean, he's he's pulling a cashman. <laughs> that sounds like they haven't spoken with him. I well, think there's, there's a good deal of interest. They reached out to him initially, but you know what? What does that mean? Like, hey, we're interested in having you back. You know, like, it's clearly not anything really substantial. Yeah. Hey, Jake, uh, Billy Upler here. Give me a call. <laughs> hello hello the voicemail hello it's me you can pick up the phone i know you're monitoring <laughs> so we'll see what happens it's, it's it's you know and see here's the other thing uh and we get to the calls in a second scherzer gordon missed some time last year too absolutely those two and guys he's getting the stretch. over right i mean here's the thing with the mets and it's tough to figure out a way around it is that your plan last year was, hey, we got this two-headed monster. Who's going to beat us in a short series? And when you got to a short series, the two-headed monster really didn't show up. Nope. So I don't think that you can now another year older for guys who age is a, is a factor. I don't think that you can just run it back again. I don't think that running it back is generally the right plan. I don't like the Yankees idea of just running it back, basically, which what they're planning on doing. Um, but I definitely don't think that the Mets can just run it on back. No, and they need to find another hitter. Yes. That, that's the other thing. They need to find another hitter. I know Vogelback got, a, got his option back. picked up. Yeah. You know, he's that, that he's a nice piece. He's good, but Gordon, they need another hitter. They do. They they were they were short a hitter or two. And they need to find they need to get that squared away. Otherwise, it's gonna be the same thing again. It's gonna be the yeah. same thing. You gotta have the Gordon, great teams, really, and I know there's no perfect team. Really good teams have depth to their lineup. That's what really good teams have. Where pitchers get in there, you're like, gosh, it's just, just there's no, there's no easy outs in this lineup. That's what you want to have as much as you can, and that's how you win. That in pitching, that's how you win. Yeah, the pitching's going to be different, right? I don't know if it Bassett's going to be back. I don't know if DeGrom's going to be back. That's that's two of your big three, and I don't even know if bringing back the big three would be the – even if you got them at the right price. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right plan. No question about it. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Alex and Tom's River, what's going on? Hey, Larry Gordon, what's up? Hey, Alex. Um, I just have one quick thing about the Rangers. It's like you see now that their their season is like in a flunk. Like, yeah, how do you think early, you feel like it's early? It's they're not playing well, Alex. Thanks for the phone call. I get it. You're right. Are you <sighs> should you, you you could be a little concerned? Yes, but it's so early. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. We'll see what happens. I get you know back to back nights blowing leads. I get having a lead in your own building against the Islanders who you Can't haven't beaten this that. year. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, this is an emotional reaction. I get it. I get it. But you know, take a take a breath. And let's see how they are. I mean, I know the stats are not good. They're not right now. They are not playing like they did last year. They're not getting defense in front of Shesterkin. Shesterkin's not playing well, and they're not finishing well. As the Greco pointed out in the postgame show, they're, they're minus in the third period. And, and you know, you don't win being minus in the third period. Even I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way to go. No. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing, Buddha? Hey, uh, before I get to that Jets thing, I uh, just want to ask Gordon, you know, which quarterback has the highest QBR in the NFL? Well, look, I mean, you bring in a talented wide receiver like Tyreek Hill, who is unguardable. He is undefendable. I mean, he is the MVP of the NFL this year. 
That's he, a story. I, mean, I don't know if the, I'm sure it. you didn't watch any of the Bears Dolphins game. He was running free. If you told me he had 25 catches in that game, it would have. I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, he was open all day long. That Bears defense was atrocious. The only problem is the Dolphin defense was just about as bad because the Bears kept running the same play and it just kept working. Yeah, I mean, but you do have to have somebody to get him the football. I mean, let's, look, you know, he's done a I very mean, good he, job. But he's been, he's played his, well his, this year, bro. He has he has played very well. Uh, I would have to be I, I would be an idiot to say that he has not improved dramatically. But I don't know how much of it is that he has done something different, or that he just has a lot of playmakers now, and specifically one who has been sensational, and that that's the real difference. You know what? In the long scheme of things, who cares? Oh, I don't care. Uh, Win a Super Bowl. I don't. I wouldn't. I, 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 I'll get tattooed. I'll get Tua tattooed on my forehead if that's wow. what it comes to. Listen, wow, everything's up for that. grabs now. Division yep. with this guy got hurt. Conference, everything. I mean, I'm not rooting for you on that like that, but you know, it is what it is. Now, look, with Elijah Moore, you know, he just ran into the perfect storm. The first part of it is Garrett Wilson. Second part is the quarterback. He's a, still a run, one read guy, you know, one wide receiver read at least, and then the tight end. I think that they've uh, kind of nailed that into his head, you know. And, um, you know, Moore spoke the truth, but he just spoke it to the wrong people. But social media wasn't going to get it done. I think if you went in there and spoke to them quietly, they possibly would have traded him. Because, to be honest with you, his value with the offenses they're running and, you know, what they're trying to do right now, there's not going to be two receivers getting 1,000 yards. It might only be one. You know, so, but, you know, hopefully next year, you know, he gets to another team and, you know, things work out because, you you know, the longer you don't showcase somebody, you devalue their value as well. You know, if he's not going to work out here, you at least want to get something good for him. But um, I like what Stroud's speech has been lately. You know, he's been sounding more like a leader. You know, I like what he was talking about, you know, in terms of the guys not going crazy on the bye week, you know, specifically, you know, related to what the Giants are going through. But this game coming up, you know, listen, it's not only just a second chance, you know, to um, exercise some demons or whatever you want to call it. I don't even think that really means anything anymore because, like I said, when you look right now at this conference and the injury, I I, I spoke to you before about Buffalo. I'm not saying that I expected the Jets to win that game and all like that, but Buffalo's Achilles heel is not only do they not run the ball, but they don't stop the run. So a team that's coming full physical is going to have a chance against them. And when you look at Kansas City, they actually have the same – it might even be worse, you know, and their offensive line at some times can be tested. But Tennessee, you know, listen, you want to talk about somebody's minuscule. I mean, Zach Wilson is not big at all. But that kid, Malik Willis, I mean, he looked like a teenager out there, man. I mean, he looked like a little thick teenager out there. I mean, he is short. And, you know, they had no offense besides Derrick Henry, and they still almost won that game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Jets just need to just stick with the same, with the plan that's been working. I mean, you know, in my humble opinion, and most of the people I talk to, like, we all know that at some point they're going to have to make an upgrade at quarterback. But right now, this year, if they could just get him to just continue to do what he's doing. I mean, guys were talking about he outplayed Josh Allen. Did you see the playbook that he had? <laughs> you know, I think I could have outplayed Josh Allen with that playbook if I'm not taking any chances. But, look, I'm totally okay with that. The best thing that the Jets have all come to is an understanding. He's coming to an understanding of what they want him to do and what they don't want him to do. And they've come to an understanding of what he can do and how he can function within his offense. So as long as guys don't stay hurt, 
There's no reason the Jets don't get a home wild card game at least. And, you know, there's a chance they could win a game or two in the playoffs. You can't tell me that, that what team out there, specifically if Josh Allen is hurt, you only got one guy that I will fully trust in the playoffs that could win a game if his team doesn't have the best talent or doesn't play the best defense. And that's Mahomes. I love Lamar Jackson to death. But did you see the passes that he was missing out there the other day? Yeah, he did I not. Mean, you can't game. tell me that they can't be the Ravens. No, you're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It, it's it's really, Gordon, it's really, this defense has to really continue to play well for them to be able to, oh, to make that run. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's really on the defense. They'll, they'll only go as defense. far as the defense takes them. It's that defense because, uh, you know, you, you, your quarterback has not given you any consistency yet. Okay, well, you could say over three or four games, okay, listen, this is what we're looking for. We know he's the guy, whatever. He hasn't done that yet. Now, listen, he's doing what they're asking him to do, and that's great. And you're right, Buddha. This is the way to win. It's it's very it's very Sanchez-like for 9 and 10. All right? It's very Sanchez-like. Ground and pound, to punt, punt it if you, it's okay to punt, hang your hat on the defense or whatever. I get it. That's the way to go. But as you get further and when you get to the postseason, that's when – your quarterback is going to have to make a play, Gordon, and, you know, and maybe more than one play. So, you know, we'll see what happens when you get there. But for right now, beat New England. <laughs> for right now. Yeah, yeah, for mean, right now. For all New the England. good feelings that people are talking right now, you lose to New England, man, those all go. I mean, you cannot lose that game. Absolutely. I know it's on the road. I know that, the, the you know, the, the Patriots are – are looking at the Bills being banged up now and thinking to themselves, you know, there's a door open us? for them too. Mm-hmm. But the the Jets, I mean, that would be that would be seven years in a row, mm-hmm. and you just got embarrassed by them, uh, you know, two weeks ago. There's yeah. no way after having two weeks off to get ready for that game. That is a must win for the Jets, especially after you beat Buffalo. Who's a better oh, team? Oh, of course, right? Who's I a mean, much that, better team? That that win against Buffalo resets your expectations. Now it you're does. thinking, you know, we're not just looking to get in. We're looking – we can beat them. Who can we not beat? Yeah. We can beat just about anybody. So uh, – but th- that all goes away if you go up to New England and, and get embarrassed again. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hi, thanks for um, taking my call. Hey, Dante, what's going on? Nothing much. Um, I have two um, quick points, one about the um, Jake, Jacob DeGrom and one about Kyrie. I'll get to um, – I'll do DeGrom first. The, the thing about it, anybody who watches baseball know the guy is highly talented and, you know, what he brings to the table. But as we know, sports is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. If he decides to go, I'm going to be honest with you, the Mets would be just fine. For a guy like him that's this high, like I said, highly talented, always injured, you know he's going to miss about half of his starts. And then also when, like, the you know, late in the season when you just had to win, one, you know, get that game against Atlanta, you couldn't do it. So it's like, you know what, my my whole thing is, you know, you got an owner that's not afraid to spend money, and not just spending money, but, you know, helps look for talent. So, like, the Mets would be fine 
whether they resign him or or he walks. So I, I it, like I'm more of a a Yankees fan, but I pay attention to what the Mets do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my second point, real quick, on the Kyrie thing, and like you guys know, I'm 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 a diehard Knicks fan, but at the end of the day, what's what 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 what's fair is fair. Now sometimes. Kyrie say something intelligent. Sometimes he's a space cadet. We all know this. But I feel like Adam Silver is actually, you know, overstepping and showing some racism himself. Because as we all know, Adam Silver is Jewish. And I highly doubt that if it were a player who weren't black, they wouldn't be made to jump through all of those hoops. And I don't think it's right. Now, yes, Kyrie should have checked more what the book was uh, uh, about, and people saying he's an anti-Semite. He never said anything anti-Semitic, but the fact that he had it on his Twitter, okay, yeah, you should have did more research into it, but I just feel like it's a grudge and it's overkill because last year with the whole vaccine thing, and he's one of the NBA stars who you didn't get to see play a lot because he didn't want. So I feel like it's... It's a grudge also with, like, uh, a racial undertone to it. Well, I'll say this, Dante, and I'll say this, Dante, Mm -hmm. thanks for the phone call. Um, Maybe if he he doesn't double down on it, maybe I would – maybe I could understand what you're saying. But I just disagree with you. I don't think it's I don't think it's all Adam Silver. I mean, the the Nets made these statements before before he met with, with Adam Silver. Okay, the Nets are the ones suspended him. Adam Silver didn't suspend him. And I realize the NBA Players Association are trying to see if they can get the suspension uh, changed because obviously he's not getting paid. So, you know, they want to change that. But I just, for this whole tone and tenor, for me, he's too smart a guy. And I realize the space cadet, some things, yeah. But for me, he's too smart a guy. He should have read and looked at what he was endorsing Then he wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, whatever situation he is in, he is in because he put himself there. Yeah, you know, he could have apologized and, and he right. wouldn't be going had through multiple this. opportunities. You know, he doubled down. That's that's the thing. That's on Absolutely. him. That's yep. on him. We all make mistakes. He could have backed out of it. Gordon, right. very simple. I looked at, you know what? I've, I've done more easy. research. I hadn't done it. I, I, I don't agree with this. I'm all for bringing people together. I'm, I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have done this. I'm moving on. Done. Done. Oh. No. I'm doubling down. No, I'm the, you can't. I got people around me. So that, that's what killed him. That's what killed him. Yeah. He had multiple opportunities to apologize. He didn't. And to say that he didn't say anything anti-Semitic, he was, I mean, promoting a film that denies the Holocaust. I mean, that's, that's kind of the basis of anti-Semitism right there. Yeah. And if you don't know, then don't, then don't right. endorse it. Right. <laughs> don't put it simple. out there. Yeah. Very simple. Ralph's in Jersey. What's up, Ralph? How are you? I got to give you guys credit. You know, I heard the, the Ranger fan calling like, oh, what are we going to do? The Rangers are losing. And there's just an undertone in sports radio that if a team wins, then everything is phenomenal and they're going to win the Super Bowl. And they're going to. But if the team loses, it's get rid of the quarterback. And every week, depending on if there's a win or loss, it's either the sky is falling or it's the greatest season ever. Why can't anyone just shut up for the first eight games, take a sample size, and then make their opinion? Like because, Ralph, I'm up against the clock and I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. I'm up against the clock. I got to run. 
but it's very simple because we bet on these games now. This is like yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, we did that even before betting on them, but yeah, now even now, I mean, it's and, even and worse. Jet now. fans, Jet fans are the most up starving. and down well, they're starving. fan base starving. I've ever seen. Yes. Fifty years without the Super Bowl, Gordon, they're starving. Starving. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN.